This is the Porn Studio Podcast, an inside look at the adult industry from the viewpoint of a sex-positive adult entertainment startup. We discuss legal, marketing, and social issues as they relate to the adult industry. I'm JJ Riot. Let's start the episode. Hi, I'm JJ, and this is episode number two of the Porn Studio Podcast, and today we will be discussing legal and social change. So as I mentioned in the first episode, uh, legal is one of the most difficult things to navigate in the adult industry. It's not so much from the federal standpoint, but the local state laws are what trip most people up. We can thank... Uh, people such as Larry Flint for paving the way for at least clearing up the federal law. He was very much discriminated against, uh, had a lot of haters out there, and took his cases with Hustler all the way up to the Supreme Court and uh, really paved the way for a lot of change in the adult industry. Uh, In fact, he was uh, shot by someone that didn't agree with his viewpoint, uh, shot right out in front of a courthouse, uh, paralyzed him, severed his spine, paralyzed him. And, uh, wow, I I hope that doesn't have to happen to me. Uh, glad he could take that bullet for us really. But when it comes to local law, it's still very difficult. So, uh, there's currently four or five States that are pushing uh, bills through or trying to push bills through that pertain to sex work and pretty much all of them are bad. There's one, I don't remember where it's from, it might be Oregon where they're actually trying to decriminalize sex work but yet in the same bill they're also making some of the laws around the definitions around sex work very vague and I know one of the the things that has come about from this is um, human trafficking. Uh, you could actually just be driving a coworker to work, and it could technically be uh, kidnapping, human trafficking. So overall, from what I've heard, that that bill is not um, one that really needs to get passed. They need to clarify those laws. There's other states doing similar things, and some some of the bills they're trying to pass are just downright against sex work. I know North Carolina and Virginia are currently pushing through laws that discriminate against transsexuals. That's also going to have implications. So this is an ongoing battle. This never stops. There's at any given moment, there's always four or five states that are usually hindering the adult entertainment industry. We, we have to fight pretty hard to not just to win over and make a positive change for the adult industry, but often just to keep it where it is, to keep it from going any further uh, in the wrong direction. We have to fight tooth and nail uh, just to keep what we already have. A good example was the California bill that they did a hearing on in Oakland, Uh, the condom law saying that all porn has to 
use condoms. They overturned that in Oakland. Uh, that was a big win for us just a few weeks ago. So this is an ongoing battle. It never stops. So what are some of the issues? Well, the, the issues with legal is basically every state has it to where basically it's, it's prostitution. It's, it's not actually prostitution. It falls under what's called uh, pimping and pandering, saying that basically a video production company is a pimp that hooks up two people for sex to gain a profit. And that's that's a pretty pretty tough law to get around in, in most states. So like I mentioned last episode, what we do is we actually don't pay anyone. So when you don't pay someone, your your art, your video becomes a creative works. But then by law, every person that has a part in that creative works legally has to split the equity uh, evenly. So, you know, I mentioned it's, it's hard to get talent. They think that splitting equity is often a scam. But on the same note, it's it actually goes the other way. You could if you were in a video and I didn't pay you and the video had made a profit, uh, you know, you could actually sue me for your cut of uh of those royalties so what are some of the other issues associated with the legal side of the adult entertainment business uh record keeping is huge there's um federal government requires uh what's called 2257 compliance and that is record keeping of uh identification dates of birth for all of the talent that you film or photograph. Uh, it's a good law. It's, it's to protect child pornography, uh, make sure everyone is of legal age, but the record keeping is very strict. In fact, the records have to be kept separate from all of your other records and not having every bit of information that is required in there could lead to prosecution, but also having more information than what is requested can also lead to prosecution. So if you stored your 2257 compliance forms along with, say, your model release forms, that is an infraction, and you could get a penalty of some sort, potentially even jail. So record keeping is very strict. For, especially for the 2257. Now, as far as what you keep in your own personal uh, administrative files, there are no regulations to that. You just need to make sure that, uh, you know, if you need model releases, you have your model releases, uh, location releases, things like that. But those are, you know, needed as requested. So if a federal agent came looking for your model releases, you could just go get your model releases and give that to the agent. Whereas if they come for your 2257, they don't want any other materials in there. If you have model releases stored with your 2257 forms, then that is an infraction. So let's talk a little bit about some social change. Part of it is the legal. We want to change the legal you know, it's 2016, we should have clearer definitions of what is prostitution and what is adult video production. It, it actually still blows my mind that we can look at an adult video company and pretend that they are prostitution 
you know, we all know the difference at this point. You know, this is just the old guard hanging on, not wanting us to be around really they don't want us in their states they don't they they feel that we are a detriment to society and yet at the same time it's a multi-billion dollar industry uh there's a large percentage of the population around the world that you know they like this art they like you know this medium and they vote with their dollars you know people are sexual creatures and, and they have desires, and those shouldn't be ignored. Now, there are some obscenity laws as well, and that's fine. I, I understand they're trying to make a limit as to how far adult production can go, and I understand that. Uh, you know, you can't have real-life rape and film it and make that okay. These laws are there to protect, but they they go a little they go too far often, and a lot of times they serve very select groups' personal interests, which isn't the betterment of society or protecting society, but more so just get out of my yard. Uh, you know we don't want you around here. So that that's part of this is, uh, you know hopefully nobody bothers us and during this this journey that we're about to take here. But if they do, you know, we're just we're going to have to fight and plead our case in a courtroom and hopefully change some local laws. Um, and if that happens, then I'm, I'm glad that we could help. It, it would be even better if we just didn't get harassed at all, really. Now, let's talk about the sex positive movement. What, what is sex positivity? Sex positivity is it's a movement that basically states that people should have the right to use their body how they want. They should be able to enjoy the things they want. They should not be discriminated uh, based on sexuality or preferences. That's that's kind of the philosophy that, that I like to stand behind is, you know, principles that better society as a whole rather than exclude uh individual segments of the population. I think society does better overall when we try to lift the community rather than push certain people down. So I, I think that even sex work, prostitution should be legal if that's the way you choose to make your money. Now it can be regulated. It should be safe. It should be consensual, but no one really has that right to tell you what you can and cannot do with your body. As long as you're not uh, harming anyone. One of the first things they like to say is, well, you know, you're spreading disease, you're harming the community that way. But, you know, we look at it, everyone inside of the adult entertainment industry knows that the adult entertainment industry does not, does not spread disease like the general population does. We get tested every 14 days. We're very, we regulate ourselves. And you look at you know, any, you know, what a lot of people call civilians, you look at any civilian out there who's going out to nightclubs, you know, every weekend and having random hookups, not a single person is getting tested on any, any sort of regular basis. Now, granted, yes, I'm sure there's a few out there, but in general, 
uh, you know, it is far less than, than even a half of a percent that gets any regular testing. So most of the people that are out there living a promiscuous lifestyle and doing what they want to do and don't want to be judged based on what they're doing, uh, you know, they're not getting scrutinized, but they're actually the ones that spread disease. So it's not the adult entertainment industry that's responsible for spreading disease. Um, like I said, we get tested every 14 days. When we do find a case, basically the entire industry gets shut down. People get quarantined. They pinpoint the source. And then a few weeks later, everything can open back up and start production again. So this is just a little bit of my my stance on society and the legal system uh, overall. I, I'm basically for anything that uplifts the uh, the rights of all humanity uh, as a whole and not so much for repressing any segment of the population or singling out people and, and, and trying to hold them down. All right, so that's just some quick thoughts for this episode. Make sure that you drop us a rating and review on iTunes. Check out minxypanda.com. There's all of our social information. Get on the fan list. Uh, we're going to start doing some meetups. Uh, I've got some marketing shoots. I think we're going to shoot some parody music videos with, you know, basically taking uh, popular songs and rewriting all the lyrics so that they're, you know, dirty and sexual. And then we're going to shoot some funny parody music videos. And uh, I'm going to get some of the fans off of the list to meet, meet up with me on a, on a Saturday. And we're going we're gonna to shoot some video and get it up on YouTube and see if we can get a, not, I wouldn't say viral uh, traction with it, but, you know, if, even if it gets a little bit of share and, and gets seen a thousand times on a couple of the videos, then, you know, I would consider that a win. So jump on that email list. We're going to start doing some fun things, shooting some videos, uh, having some meetups, and then we should be having actual adult production starting pretty soon. So rate and review on iTunes, jump on the, on the email list, and I'll talk to you next time.